3: I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on DC Sports Radio 1067, The Fan. We're always available on the go on the Odyssey app. And when you hear this intro song, you know we're bringing on the rooster Chris Russell. And I do need to thank Chris because when I was driving to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was pissed off after the Commanders lost to the Giants, I tuned in to, I believe, the full three hours of The Roosters show, and he made me feel a lot better about my commanders. And then, of course, they would go on and break my heart once again against the Eagles. But joining us right now on the BetQL guest hotline, as sports betting has come to Maryland, don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL because BetQL analyzes every game to find you. The most profitable betting opportunities get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the app or visiting BetQL.com. It is the Rooster, Chris Russell. What's going on, Chris?
0: You know me, the prince of positivity, Awad. Eh, how are you, pal?
3: <laughs> I'm doing pretty good here. Um, let me let me start with this. All right, this was a hot topic uh, this week—the "Do Your Job" sign that was hung a few weeks ago. How much do you think that was directed at Chase Young and Montez Sweat?
0: Oh, I—I I mean, ultimately, as we, I think, mostly all talked about, I, I, I certainly think it was. I'm more geared towards chase young than Montez sweat, as it always has been, um, you know, and listen, um, I mean, the bottom line is, is this administration right or wrong, fair or foul, bad or good. And the jury is, is maybe still out on the whole of that, but probably not in terms of the fans, you know, they did not, they did not connect in any real sort of way with chase young. Um, I mean, they brought in Ryan Kerrigan, a guy he, you know, kind of worshipped in his rookie year, and it still didn't help. I mean, it helped at times. It didn't help consistently. They were, you know, make no mistake about this. The end of the Chase Young regime here or reign here was not just about concerns about the knee. And I'm sorry, that's just the reality of it. That's what they'll say on the record. That's what people, you know, that's what they've told people. It was not just about the knee. It's about discipline. It's about maturity. It's about work responsibility. It's about showing up ready to go. It's it's about a lot of things. It was not, let me repeat, not just about the knee.
3: I totally agree with you there. So is this going to be one of these addition by subtraction situations here? Do you expect the commanders to get more sacks this weekend than their season average?
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's what happens. um, But I think addition by subtraction for me means that I think Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne might play a little freer and a little bit more um, as they've been paid. Um, and, And Payne has played well Um, but I would say more well in terms of being an interior run disruptor as opposed to a pass rusher and a freaky Aaron Donald dish, you know, twitchy, explosive disruptor in that way, if that makes sense, which is more of what we saw last year. Uh, I think Jonathan Allen is going to be really the interesting one to watch what his impact will be uh, starting tomorrow, because, you know, there was, plenty of speculation and I think we know that it was more than just speculation you know that he and Chase were not on the same page and you know a lot of times it was Chase freelancing and and not maybe being where he was supposed to be or where he was expected to be and you know a far be I'm not a coach I'm not a you know a scout I'm not a you know, I'm not, I'm not anything more than me, right? And, and and Jonathan Allen didn't tell me that. Ron Rivera didn't tell me that. and Jack Del Rio didn't tell me that. But you talk to enough people and you see enough things and you just know something wasn't right. So that's what I look for. And here's a, a, a couple other things real quickly. I mean, we all know, you know, Casey Hill has been a nice spot reserve. Nobody expects him to have the kind of performance he had in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. What was it? The two sacks plus the forced intentional grounding. So essentially three sacks. I mean, I would think Casey Duhill, by getting to play, you know, 45, 50 snaps a game, and maybe that's too much, will be able to show his athleticism and his speed and his hustle. And then the one other thing that I mentioned yesterday on my show, I, as long as he's active, which I think he will be, Jack certainly indicated he will, I think think it's K.J. Henry, time. I want to see what they traded up for in the fifth round. What. You know, everybody at Clemson was bragging about and what I quite honestly did not see enough of during camp, preseason, and certainly nothing of in the regular season. So it's time for me to see a little K.J. Henry action.
3: Chris Russell with us here on the BetQL guest hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Radio. Chris, personally, I think the fan base from the callers I've taken – is split. Split on what to root for the rest of the season, right? You were sellers at the deadline usually means, oh, you're looking ahead to next season. Now they have five picks in the first 150 picks, but you're also one game out of a wild card spot, and there's a lot of backup quarterbacks playing in the NFC, so your offense looked really good last week. I think the fan base is split on what to root for, wins or tanking
0: yeah I, I agree and and by the way unless my numbers are wrong, I think it's five in the top 100 awad you can double check that but I, I'm pretty sure it's five in a hundred uh, not in the f- five in the top 150. Um, but you know but nevertheless, um, I, I'm with you. I, I mean I think what you should root for is the growth and development of Sam Howell, clearly and of this offense and where it looks like it's cooking most weeks. Now, it's not going to be perfect every week. It's not going to be as good as it was, you know, in the first half and at times in the second half against the Eagles. Forget about that. But what you need it to be is efficient. You need it to be in the 24-ish points range. And you need it to convert on third down, you know, at a 40, let's call it a 43, 44% clip. And you need it to be good in the red zone and not settling for field goals. And you need... I don't know, three sacks instead of seven or eight sacks and all of these things that we've talked about all year. That's what you should be rooting for in lieu of, I think, rooting for this team to win because to your point, I think overall, and to many concern points overall is do you really want them to win and win seven games or eight games? And then, you know, again, have a kind of mid first round pick along with the high second-round pick, presumably of the Bears, a mid-second-round pick of your own. No, if you're not going to make the playoffs, and if this is truly a rebuilding, reloading, whatever year, you'll want, I mean, I would assume most fans want Ron and his staff and the Marty Party out, and you want a high enough pick so that you're, say, in that top ten, where you might be able to move up for... Not only Caleb Williams or Drake May or somebody like that, Michael Penix, but you might be able to move up for somebody that you really desire at a neat position. Oh, I don't know, like offensive tackle, for crying out loud, or linebacker, or or corner, or wherever. You You want to suck enough so that it has an imprint, so that it has an impact, if that makes sense.
3: Chris, I love Sam Howell. Like, I'm howling for Hal. I'm desperate, desperate for him to be our franchise quarterback. But if I would take a step back and play devil's advocate and argue the other side, I think you could say last week he was great, but he was great following Eric Bieniemy's game plan and following mm-hmm. it perfectly. And when they got away from that in the third quarter, and then in the fourth he struggled and he, they didn't score at all in the third quarter for the second time against the Eagles. It's the reason they lost both of these games. And a lot of these throws were just kind of step back, hit your open receiver, hit the first guy, uh, hit the hit the number one uh, read. So it's not like he, he had to kind of work through his progressions that much last season uh, last week. What did you think?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you because I was at both of those games in Philly and, of course, at FedEx Field last week. You know, and we talk amongst the media, and... I mean, it's, it's noticeable that, you know, th- there are dry spots, and there were dry spots in both of those games, and you chronicled the right time. Now, the one thing I will say, we do have to be careful. They did have two possessions that started within, inside their five-yard line, um, you know, because of the Philadelphia fumbles, and one of them definitely came that third period, third quarter. I'd have to check when the other one was, A-what, I don't remember offhand. Uh, but, you know, uh, when you take over in the shadow of your own end zone, it's more about avoiding disaster as yeah. opposed to usually making plays. So, that being said, I will say this. You know, one thing, it was crazy. One back-to-back sequence that I hated. They were up there one-yard line after one of these turnovers uh, in the third quarter. I think it was late third quarter. And and he took like a 10-step drop. I was there. I was, was right in front oh, of him. He me. almost Dan Orlovsky'd, like, I know. He almost pulled yeah, the Dan Orlovskied. But, but, yeah, he completed an 18-yard pass. And then the next play, he took an intentional grounding, you know, which ruined the momentum of what you just did. Now, I don't want to see any ten-step drops at the one-yard line. Please, don't ever do that again. Regardless of the result, bad process. Okay, so, so to me, these are all the things that they're going to have to stay consistent at and do better at. I don't mind the quick game, the short passing game, the one I've been calling for that. Everybody's been calling for that all year-long. What I would like you to do, what I would like you to do is say, hey, you know what, when things aren't, when when, when you're feeling like maybe the quick game, they're catching on, they're blowing it up, they're reading it, they're anticipating it, they're telegraphing it, maybe Sam, for whatever reason, is not as comfortable... Is it okay that we we do something a little bit different? And I don't know, you know, run an outside zone or or or, or you know a toss pitch to the perimeter or for crying out run, uh, loud, run a wheel route to Antonio Gibson or Brian Robinson and isolate a linebacker. Do something different, and I don't know if the adjustments, quite honestly, in game are where I want them. To. As a matter of fact, I know they're not. Uh, but I'm trying to be nice here. I, they're slow to come. Let's put it
3: that yeah. way. Hey, Chris, you know I'm I'm a diehard fan. I was a season ticket holder for seventeen years with my dad. And the one thing that was like heartbreaking for me last week was knowing that Terry McLaurin let this team down by dropping those passes. Yeah. And I know it haunted him all week long. And there's no one on the franchise right now in you know in the locker room that I care about more and that I think cares about this team and his teammates more than Terry McLaurin. So how do you handle this now? Do you kind of force-feed him the ball in the first quarter to get his confidence going again? How do you deal with the situation like that where your best wide receiver drops the biggest pass of the game?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, listen, the back-to-back plays there, um, you know, I thought on the third down maybe he slipped a little bit, and that contributed to that. The fourth down was a little bit behind him, but he's got to catch it. Um, you know, Terry's such a true, consummate professional. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. I don't. I, I think he's really frustrated in himself, and I think he's really you know locked in. So yeah, I would target him. I mean, listen, if you're going to use the short and quick game as an extension of the run game as a def, as a defense for why you don't run the football, you know, more than 15, 18 percent of the time. Anyway, you yeah, might as well. Just try and smoke him with targets. And and when I say smoke him with targets, I mean smoke routes. I mean you know slants. I mean uh, little screens, little tunnel screens. There's a variety of different ways you can get Terry involved and involved early. And we've seen it at times. We saw it in the Philadelphia road game. We saw it a little bit last week. We saw it uh, in the, I want to say the Atlanta road game maybe it was, where they targeted him early. We've seen that, so you can do that. I want to see that, and I continue to go back to this whole thing, Awad. Like if 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 maybe you don't have to do it on the first series tomorrow um, against the um, who the hell are they playing the Patriots? Maybe you don't do it on the on, on the first series, but you know second series, third series. Don't wait around if you're you know if you're doing hosting a punt test, which is probably going to be the case. Come out in up tempo, tempo by design. Get everybody into a flow. Quick game, quick passes, quick drops, maybe a run or two, a little cross-face play action, whatever you've got to do. Quick game, no huddle, boom, boom. Get the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick somehow on their back heels and take them by surprise in a non-predictable situation, and they almost never do that.
3: Chris, great stuff, man. I appreciate you taking the time to join me.
0: You got it, pal. Always good to uh, hear you. Everybody out there can support Best Buddies. Uh, we have our gala this Friday night. Just uh, oh, cool. you know, hit me up directly or go to Best Buddies of Virginia Northern uh, of, of Northern Virginia and Washington DC for more information
3: absolutely and you can find that on Russell's social media page Russellmania621 I'm Adam Epstein you're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan
0: worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on
1: your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional terms apply you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Welcome back. Happy Saturday, everybody. Just after 10.20 here on a Saturday, November 4th, I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, you can check me out in Richmond Monday through Friday on the Odyssey app. It's easy. Download the app for free, A U D. ACY and search 910 The Fan. College basketball season begins Monday, and I'm your guy for Virginia College Sports. UVA, going to be a fun season with Tony Bennett. Virginia Tech, they've got their backcourt returning Hunter Couture and Sean Padula. Of course, VCU and more. So you can check out that show Monday through Friday on the Odyssey app or on iTunes by searching AWOD Radio. Still to come on the show today. We'll catch up with David Harrison, who covers the Commanders for Sports Illustrated. We've got my keys to victory and pathway to success for the Commanders. But I wanted to get into the Commanders with the topic that we were talking about earlier, which is Ron Rivera. Is it worth keeping Ron Rivera for the rest of the season? Would you like Ron Rivera to be fired? Or do you think Ron Rivera should be in charge of this team for the rest of the season? Because I would like him gone. Before Thanksgiving is what I was hoping for. Before Thanksgiving. But I can totally understand the reasonings for keeping him, right? Who wants to captain a sinking ship? We talked about it earlier. If you put Eric Bienemi in charge, make him the head coach, does that hurt the development of Sam Howell? And I absolutely believe it does. If you put Jack Del Rio in charge, I just think the fan base would riot. Like, why would Hack Del Rio get the head coaching job? He's the one guy that you could argue has been worse than Rivera. You give him the best defensive line in football, and they're bottom 10 in sacks, and they're 31st in points allowed. The defense, oh my goodness. I'm just losing my mind every time I watch the game with the defense and the fact that they give up so many explosive plays. Like, that was an issue all of last season. And I get statistically they they ended up, right at the top on third down at the end of last year. But anyone that watched the games, the eye test knew that week in and week out, we were still getting burned by like a 30-yard catch a 40-yard catch or a 20-yard catch and run. I mean, there's just so many explosive plays that Jack DeRio and this defense gives up. And Ron is supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach. And two of the four seasons in Washington here, the Rivera era, the defense has let them down. You came into this season and the whole fan base said, Oh, if Sam Howell's decent, all he has to be is mediocre. All he has to do is be as good as Taylor Heineke. And we could be a playoff team. And yet, I think Sam Howell's done his job. I think he's been better than advertised. But the defense has let his, has let us down. And so, I, I kind of think, you look at the head coach and you say, hey, why is this team had three stinkers? Well, it's because you're not inspiring them to come out and play good football. Week in and week out. We either start slow or we don't make halftime adjustments. And it comes down to the head coach, Ron Rivera. Is it worth keeping Ron for the rest of the season? 1-800-636-1067. They're obviously going to let it play out this weekend against the Patriots. I don't expect them to win. I think it will come down to the coaching matchup. And it's been a topic of conversation not just on D.C. sports radio shows, but national shows with Chris Sims, Believing that Ron Rivera already quit. He said, if I'm Ron Rivera, I quit today. It's over. They told you it's over by what they did on the trade deadline. I, He said, I had heard on Sunday, even if they won, I think there were people high up in the front office that were like, it's over. We want to trade no matter what. And I do think it was a good decision because you weren't going to keep both of those guys. I think the fan base, if we... We're in charge, we would have kept Montez Sweat or, you know, we would have kept one guy. I I really think so. But, Josh Harris decided to already look towards the future. So, if he's already looking towards the future with his draft picks, why not look towards the future by giving somebody else an opportunity to be the head coach? Because I I know, personally, I just can't stand listening to Ron Rivera in these post-game press conferences. Right? Even after a win, I'm like, dude, shut up already! And after a loss, I have to mute my TV. Like, I can't even stand listening to him talk about these teams. It is, it's is—it's this one excuse after another, over and over and over again. And Ron Rivera is the reason that the loss against the Eagles snowballed out of control and turned into a Thursday night massacre. You bounce back, you do your job against the Falcons, and then you lose two more divisional games. And another argument for why... You would fire Ron Rivera now is simply because he's regressed, right? He has taken a step back. They beat the Bears last year. They lose to the Bears this year. They beat the Eagles last year. They lose to the Bears or Eagles this year. They tie the Giants last year. They lose to the Giants on the road this year. And you only score seven points. Why are we keeping Ron Rivera? What is he doing? What has he done correctly with his job? one 800 636 one oh six seven. Let's go to line two. Anthony in DC. Anthony, what's up, bud?
2: Hey, what's up, AY man? Thanks for taking my call, long time this and a long time caller, man. We was on last week and I told you how optimistic I was about the season. I had us losing to the Eagles, but I still think that uh we could possibly slip in the wild card. But you said everything that a fan be thinking man that's why i love you guys like guys like you and, and b mitch and uh grant man and danny because you guys is not only um doing your job but but i hear the passion and the fire in your voice and i know you love the team and you guys root for the for the team as well um i think that we is definitely um going down the, I, I don't see promising things from one week but but I'm very optimistic about Sam Howell. I feel great about his development. I feel good about Eric B and in the offense. But as far as Ron Vivera, everything you said is dead on, spot on. Um I thought he needed to go last year, honestly, when he looked into that camera and said, um, oh, we're out of the playoffs. Uh if if Seattle win after we lost to Cleveland and it's just been time after time and after time with inconsistent um coaching as far as uh, throwing the flag, making calls, just, just. I mean, I uh, everybody love Ron Rivera. I know they say he's a great man. He's a great leader of men. Um, he he beat cancer. Um, he's a great husband, great father. I, I, um, God bless him. I understand all of that, but we need a great football coach. Yeah. We need a great football coach, at least someone that's young, somebody that's innovative. I do not want Bill Belichick or nobody with no name because the expectations is going to be there. I want somebody young, somebody fresh to uh, come in. I agree with you as far as Jack Del De Rio. Um, i never seen him blitz the corner maybe three times since all of his years here. Um, he the the bliss is not exotic enough. When he see that we're not getting to the quarterback with the front four, he still don't bliss. I don't understand getting rid of Montez and Chase. We should have kept at least um, one of those guys. I love Chase Young, but and, and he was a fan favorite and he was gonna put butts in the seats, guys. And, and he was getting better, six and a half sacks. I I, I don't know. I think that uh, in one week things really got bad. From my optimism, I'm still optimistic about the development of the team as a whole, but I think the coaching staff need to go, and I, and I think we just need to just start over. And I do think that Sam is a a good young quarterback that we could build that we could build with. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, I
3: appreciate you, Anthony. Thanks for the kind words. You're right, man. I, I am passionate. I care about this team, and and I want to root for this team to win, and we all do. But Ron Rivera is not the guy. And that's what's so frustrating because I tweeted this. I tweeted this at the day of the trade deadline. I said I feel like this team would have won more games if they had better coaching. We will never know. We'll never know.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah. But do you think that they should fire him now instead of waiting to the, the the end of the season? Would this be? I mean, what would be the goal if he was gone now? What would be the goal for the rest of the season?
3: Right. Right. No, I, I think they're, they're going to just have him, you know, ride this sinking ship out, you know. And it's it's interesting because th- they are in the playoff hunt with one win. So that's why I think the fan base is torn here. I appreciate the call, man. We got to run. We're up against a quick commercial break here. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: Welcome back, I'm Adam Epstein, you're listening to AWOD Radio, here on DC Sports Radio, 106.7 The Fan, simulcast on the Team 980, and always available on the go on the Odyssey app, I appreciate members of the AWOD Army by calling in, 1-800-636-1067, you could always tweet me throughout the show, if it's a good tweet, we'll read it on air, I appreciate Mook, Brian, uh, Don't Sleep Energy. And my guy Ted for chiming in, Sean, as well, that they're listening on Twitter. Uh, This tweet comes in from MBT. He says, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if the D looks more disciplined versus New England. If not, both my teams are in a hellhole, speaking of the Wizards as well. yeah, I, I do think the defense will play much better. And uh, I was talking with Michael Phillips about this. MP on the mic can be heard in Richmond now, Monday through Friday from 10 to noon. That's my lead-in after the Sports Junkies. And, and we both agree that it could be an addition by subtraction situation here because it'll free up Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. He thinks you'll see more of the Cinco package with John Ridgway or Fedarian Mathis and Allen Moore on the outside uh, to help him as a pass rusher with the guys in the middle helping out on running downs uh but you know that caller last segment made a really great point and it made me think in a normal situation with ownership right if dan snyder was still in charge and not selling the franchise he would have fired ron rivera last season right he would have fired ron when he looked grant polson in the eye dumbfounded and said we could be eliminated from the playoffs no way he should have been canned that moment but here we are we changed ownership uh, you know, Dan Snyder dragged his feet, wanted it to get over $6 billion, and because of that, he screwed us for a year, right? Because the ownership change took too long. It messed up free agency. Messed up changing the coaches, and so because of the Rivera chose the draft picks. Oh, yeah, Emmanuel Forbes, great first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah, Quan Martin, unbelievable great st- second-round draft pick. Ricky Stromberg, keep it going with the third round. Braden Daniels, I love how I see you every week, Right. Ron Rivera screwed up this franchise so much with the draft this year that he also should have been fired for that, all right? And so here we are with a lame duck coach and a lame duck season, and yet the NFC is so bad that a win over the Patriots or 2-6 and would give Washington maybe even a tie for the seventh spot. What do we think about this? Diehard fans out there, Commanders fans, Skinny Skin Skins fans, one 800 636 one oh six seven let's go to my guy lou in dc lou always appreciate you chiming in what are your thoughts hey what what's going on my guy How you doing? what's up lou
4: nothing much hey first and foremost let me get this out the way i'm no fan of the commanders i'm a fan of Redskins. i don't know nothing about this commanders whatever whatever look man at the end of the season awad i expect josh magic they're going to put the name and all this coaching search and, and GM. Everything is going gonna, gonna to be on the table in 2024. Believe me, mark my word. We're going we to stop being that, like the, the old days, the glory days. That NFT East will be respected, man. But right now, man, as of, as, of, as of right now for Ron Rivera on Sunday, I keep telling you, man, don't – why are you – hey, what well, we had a conversation last week, right? You say yeah. you're going to give him one more
3: week, right? I know, but that's the problem. Is the offense looks so good that <laughs> right. on Monday I was like, "Oh, we're gonna go on a three game win streak," and then we traded away two players.
4: Right, <laughs> hey man, I say that I say we gonna win or we lose is due to the coaching. And hey, guess yeah. what? Ron Rivera screwed up again, man. I, like I keep saying, "Hey, why well, this team? Like, like uh, if not, I say six and two, maybe seven and one. If we had a good coach, man." Yeah, because we have to talent.
3: The, Lou, let me ask you a question because I threw it out there on Monday. Do the commanders beat the Eagles if Ron Rivera threw that challenge flag?
4: Without a doubt, man. That was a momentum change, man. That was We had the lead. Imagine if you were to stop them and you drove back and score a touchdown. They'd be down by, what, 14? And then they'd be desperate trying to throw the ball and then you get a turnover or something. And you might add up another another seven or three, whatever it might be, and then we be on our way. Could have could have could have got a victory on Sunday if not for Ron. But let me let me let me say something about about these two coaches, man. This is a crime when you have two head coach that play the position, and yet our defensive the defensive back St. Jude's and eh, 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 what's his name? Um Forbes, the linebacker. No no uh, no no.
3: Jammin' Davis.
4: Right. Combined, they got two interceptions in three and a half years, man. And they both got the interception in the same game in Atlanta. So that's a crime to itself for these two head coaches. They should not be here whatsoever. I, they should have been fired like a year ago. But at the end of the day, we had an owner that didn't give a, a crap about the organization. All he cared about was what was going on in his I mean, his account. So, but that's, like, like I say, Ayo, look, man, you, 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 you. you like we could, we keep we keep thinking every every week this team is gonna do something. Not under Ron, man. So Sunday, man, I'm just gonna look at EB, man. I don't care what the defense does, man. Mm. I don't trust JDR. I don't trust Ron. I mean, if we if we win, I hope so. I hope they find you know I hope they win, man. Cause I, I, you know these players put that work in, man, week yeah. in week out and every year. So I, I I you know I want these players to have success, but Ron. Time and time again has cost this team a win. Therefore, you. I don't have any hope. I don't yeah. have any hope. I, I don't have any hope until we get a new GM and head coach and and clean out this name and everything else, man. I'm with you, Lou. Said, a- a- good
3: call, man. I appreciate it. We got to keep appreciate it running you. here. We got full lines. Uh, give me a lot of energy and passion. Keep it. Keep it short and sweet, though. We got full lines. Let's go to Skip in Vienna. Skip, what are your thoughts, man?
5: I I like to see Rivera gone right away. For the culture that he's instilled, um, it, in the Rivera world, if he likes you, he gives you money, and, and somebody else's money, albeit. But but and so these two defensive ends thought they were going to come out like twenty with twenty one million a year. Right. We're last in the league in points allowed. We're last in the league in sacks. Uh, that's ridiculous. I mean, somebody's got to get in, get these guys into a pay perform for performance mindset. And, it, it, you know, it's just criminal that he's done that. It, it's a disaster. That's my two
3: cents. Good call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we we drafted uh, 2020 number two overall and then traded him for a third-round pick. That That's Ron Rivera's fault. He should be fired for that and that alone. Let's go to line two. Danny. Danny on line two. You're on the fan with Awad.
4: Hey, Awad. You know, it's sad that we had to do what we had to do, but... You know, maybe this is a wake-up call to the defense, and uh, you know, and uh, I think Jack Del Rio should have been gone um, last year, or already been gone.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. So, uh, do you want the team to battle for a playoff spot, or are you already looking towards next season?
0: Hey, the season's still not over. I mean, we're we're three we're three and five. I mean, you know, I went on Sunday, and we're four and five, and uh, we're still there. I mean. I think they still have a shot. I mean, they can't just give up. We got we got really nice owners now, and I, I, it would be shamed if if that's the way we we uh, we look at this season.
3: I know. Can we have our cake and eat it too? Can we get a win Sunday and also fire Ron Rivera on Monday? <laughs> We could. (laughs) All right, guys. We got to take a quick commercial break. Gus, Mauricio, Sabah, Alex, Andy, appreciate it. We got you guys on the line. We'll take more of your phone calls next. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. Happy Saturday, everybody. Time to get up and Adam. I'm Adam Epstein you're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067 the Fan and available on the go on the free Odyssey app. I use it every day to catch up on the sports junkies using the rewind feature. You can check me out Monday through Friday on the Odyssey app by searching 910 the Fan to hear me in Richmond. You can always tweet us throughout the show at AWAD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O. Shout out to Coach Wallace, who tweets me that he's listening. Uh, Mark tweets me, just what coaching has Ron been doing? He says, he doesn't coach either side of the ball. He doesn't call plays. He doesn't run the practices. Just what does he do? He doesn't know when to call timeout, and he definitely doesn't know when to throw the red flags. And, yep, that's the Ron Rivera experience. We've been dealing with it for four years now, and... You know, every year he puts together some type of a run, so it wouldn't shock me if they won this weekend or if they beat Seattle and then the Giants and you know, all of a sudden they're six and five and fan base is fired up once again and we're saying, Man, it wouldn't be wouldn't it be nice to have Chase Young and Montez sweating a playoff hunt? But here we are at three and five, and Ron Rivera's definitely a dead man walking, in my opinion. If you want to chime in, one 636 1067. Let's go to Mark in DC, line 1. Mark, you're on the fan with awod Hey Wad. What's up Mark? Hey buddy. It's not DC, but you know who oh. this
5: is. Hey man, hope you're having a good day and just wanted to tell you that uh, I agree with everything you said this morning. You're have it, like I told uh the call screener, you you guys do a heck of a job Saturday morning. And man, let me tell you, buddy. This is a Reoccurring theme with these guys. And once again, AWOD, at a time when they could have improved their offensive line, they did no such thing. And their linebacking core, which both of these coaches played that position, it is a fact that I think that they think they're obviously both good football men, AWOD. I've told you this before, and smart guys. But I think their elitism, where they think they can pick whoever they want and be successful with them. They will not admit any any fault, and that's what's getting them. And man, they just they just won't change. They won't adapt. The game is it's it's obvious it has passed them by, and there's no adaptation like the other callers have said earlier, as far as adapting at half and during the game. It's obvious. I mean, you know, and look at the, look at the defensive backs. Who's the best coach that we lost last year? What, what and that's why their defense. There's been no adaptation, a Watt. It's yeah. it's a dead giveaway. So Mark, anyway, so Mark,
3: we both agree that Ron is the problem. So what's your solution? The solution is if you want to keep him, it won't be negative, and just fire, fire, fire,
5: because that's the easy road. That's the low road, Adam. You know that, okay? That's what happened with our world. The solution is you make tell, you have a meeting with him and you tell him, here's the deal. You're either the general manager. or... Or the head coach. I'm the owner. If you're the head coach, coach, don't tell those guys. Hey, t-, you know, don't tell them you're a little bit percolant talking. i talking out of most yourselves. That's Saturday Night Live. This is a business and this is football. Okay. If he wants to be the GM, which I think he would be better at, because the game is past him. If he's going to keep doing playing, coaching the way he's coaching, and
3: letting the things happen the way they happen, isn't it, Adam? Yeah, but I can't have him be my GM if his top four draft picks aren't even on the field this season.
5: I understand that, Adam. Well, wouldn't there be a, wouldn't there be a, a a dilution of his success by trying to
3: to having too many hands and too many things? Right. So maybe- no, I, I think you said it right there. He's wearing too many hats. He's definitely right. wearing too many hats. Yeah, that's
5: right, Adam. You know this. Yeah. And they should do something. And yes, they should try and win because. The problem is when you have the national media and Chris Russell, who, <laughs> hey, I, I trust Chris's opinion. You just had him on your show. Say what you want about the Rooster. Ah, 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 ah. The Rooster's a good football analogy, guy, for not being a professional ever. Hey, he's saying it. National media saying it. Those guys are not playing hard. It's not all of them, it never is. But there's guys that aren't running to every contact point, buddy.
3: Yeah. Good call, man. I appreciate it. Let's go to Chuck and Culpepper. Chuck, you're on the fan. What's up, buddy? How you doing, a Great show, man. Well, thank you, man. What are your thoughts on the situation?
4: Well, I got a thought. Do we have any uh, history or experience knowing that can Rivera, from his uh, coaching uh, history, can develop football players? Because we got all these draft picks. Do you have experience, or can he really get the best out of his draft picks? I don't think so. Do we have so. anywhere from Carolina to – uh, commando saying that he did a great job with these players. So we're losing too many players, and it's like they're not playing to their potential. And it could be the coaching staff.
2: could be Rivera.
3: I do think so. I mean, that's why they put up the do-your-job sign, right? Because in my opinion, that was Rivera sending a message to the defense that, hey, you're talented. You're not running our schemes. You're free bowling. You're doing your own thing. You're thinking that you're more talented than you are. And uh, look, it worked for one game, and then it kind of fell apart um, in the last few. So um, I I think the issue is Ron Rivera doesn't develop these talented players, but I also think that there's an issue in Washington where – and maybe it was just Chase Young. Chase Young felt like he arrived and that he could stand up every down and not put his hand in the dirt and do whatever he wanted and and cut inside even though his role was to cut on the outside. For some reason, these guys – we're playing as if they were already superstars, even though they're not. I appreciate you chiming oh. in, man. Let's go to Patton got, Mechanics. I got, I got oh, you more. got one more thing, Chuck? I had one more. Okay. I just want to say. Yeah. Not another question. What happens? What, what, how would the fans feel that
4: if they do not fire Coach Rivera this year?
3: If they don't fire Ron Rivera this year, nobody's <laughs> showing up for training camp next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, okay. Thank you, man. Yeah. Have a good Saturday, Chuck. All Thank right. you. Uh, Pat uh, you, in Mechanicsville. You, you, what's up, Pat? What's going on, A. what How you doing, bud? Good, Pat. You're in Mechanicsville. Why don't you call me in Richmond, man? No, no I'm in Maryland, Mechanicsville, oh, you're... Maryland. Oh, Saint <laughs> Mary's, Mary's County. Okay. What are your thoughts, man? Hey, my thing is, uh, we
5: we just gotta relax. We got we got a lot of money coming up this off seasoning. We got a lot of picks. And what I do to make myself comfortable in the evening, I got me a little calendar, and I got for the next 80, probably 75, 80 days, because we're not going to make the playoffs, I, I put a little X right through the date, and I pop open a cold beer, and that's one day closer to, I know, Rivera's gone, Del Rio's gone, and we're gonna start this thing all over, and we're gonna hire rate people, and we're gonna get a rate.
3: So, I mean, I, hold on. One. So I feel, hold on, Pat. Yeah. I feel you on that. Like yeah. they're 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 gonna be gone eventually. Relax. But also, doesn't it like eat you up inside that right now the Vikings are in the playoffs with a backup quarterback? The Falcons have a better chance with Heineke gonna get into the playoffs?
5: No, because I'm gonna tell you why. I've been going through this for the last 25, 30 years. Why, worry about it now?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> All
5: right, You're man. You're just accustomed you to it.
4: One.
3: You have a good one, too. All right, guys, we see you guys on the line. We're going to take a quick commercial break. I'm still going to get to your phone calls. It's 1-800-636-1067. Your opinion matters on A Water Radio. Just hang on hold after this quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.